I've been riding motorcycles most of my life. My first car when I was 16, when I turned 16, was a motorcycle. It was a CBR250R for my fellow enthusiasts out there. Eventually, I moved up to a big boy R6. I had two of those. And then eventually I moved up to an R1 before I moved to Texas, which is funny because we're actually moving back now and this was a previous newsletter and the motorcycles aren't really a thing anymore, but we're still gonna go with this story. So before I moved here, I had an R1, which is fast as hell, extremely fast. I would encourage you to go and look up YouTube videos about a Yamaha R1 or just a 1000cc super sport motorcycle in general, they're fast. <laughs> so when we moved to Texas, I got rid of that bike and my roommate and I, my editor, we have been itching to get on a bike, or at least I have, and I came, took him with me, we both got one. He got the Honda Rebel 500 as a beginner bike. I got an Indian Scout Bobber. Uh, you can see it here. And it's very interesting to see the difference between the Super Sport and the Bobber. It's a new thing for me, so it's very interesting. Um, but Devin, the editor, he's loving it. This is true. <laughs> and it's been very interesting to see how he is learning how to ride. And you can probably see where this is going because we talk about the education system a lot. We talk about self-education, but it's the learning process should be natural, right? Does a, does a seed have to have anyone tell it how to grow or does it just grow, right? When it hits a roadblock, let's say like I have a tree growing outside and it hits a gate do I have to tell it how to go around the gate and continue growing upward? No. So that's the thing is that the modern education system, it does not live, it does not help you live in accordance with nature. It's not going to help you grow into the career path that you were meant to grow into. And now the people that are stuck in this materialist paradigm don't really understand this. And they're like, oh, if I just let nature take its course, I'm gonna end up on the side of the road. And it's like, no, that's not the case by any means at all. Get out of your head. That's the reason you're gonna end up there is because you're not, if you were to end up there, that wouldn't be a byproduct of nature by any means. Because the modern education and corporate system really work against our psyche that is wired for survival, right? That's what we do is we survive. And the chemicals in our brain that are raised or lowered according to what we're doing or the decisions we make or the things we pay attention to is because of survival. When you have a stress response from, let's say, almost uh, getting in a car crash, that is actually somewhat similar to being hunted by a lion or something of that case where you're sent into fight or flight. But if it's something like your belief is challenged where it's like, oh no, you're wrong. And then you get all stressed and anxious and filled with adrenaline and you're ready to hurt someone over it. Like that's a survival mechanism. That's not supposed to be related to a belief. And we've just had to figure out how to live like this in this like monkey in a cubicle imagery type thing that is modern society. And now another thing, I have nothing against this. We like, it takes a long time for our minds to evolve and for us to evolve as a human being. So do I know where things are gonna go? No, do I know if modernity in general is destroying our society? No, I don't think so at all. I have my own opinions on that, but I don't think rejecting modernity, return to nature is what people think it is. They're just saying that to say that, but my opinions aside. So my second point with all of this is that the modern education system will never, ever, ever be able to keep up 
with the digital economy, right? We're, we're being taught curriculum that was maybe relevant 10 years ago, but what's all, since everything's evolving so rapidly and new jobs are being created that most people aren't even aware of online, there needs to, you need to take matters into your own hands either way. You need to value self-education either way, whether you're going after these new jobs or you're uh, going a more conventional route. If you want to stand out, you have to self-educate. Learning, and I'm talking real learning, not for uh, the sake of getting good grades or getting an A or performing at a certain level or uh, like kissing your teacher's ass or something else. No, that's not learning. That is, I don't have a word for it, but that's not learning. That's not learning. Learning is creative. Learning is natural. And learning is how you become more aware, conscious, and competent in the game of life. Because let's, I love the metaphor of a game, but when you are first learning a game, what do you do? You can, you can dive in and be like, oh, I'm just going to play this. But then there's one of two things that'll happen. You are either going to quit the game because you don't know how to play it. And you're like, oh, this game's stupid. And you, <laughs> you haven't even learned how to play the game. That's relevant to a lot of things. Uh, or you, you, you're like, okay, I could see myself playing this. And then you start to learn about it, right? But the first thing you do when you play a game is you learn the rules, you learn the principles, you learn the fundamentals, you learn the mechanics, you learn everything required. You go through a tutorial phase, right? Where you learn how to play the game. And now in school, this is forced, kind of, for specific topics. In real life, people quit so early from doing things because you're like, oh, oh, this is hard. And it's like, well, yeah, no one's sitting there telling you what to do. You have to be okay with the uncertainty and unpredictability of getting unpredictable and extraordinary results. And so the other thing you learn is how to win the game, right? How do you win the game? And now in the game of uh, society, winning the game is retiring at 65 and having a good job and living in this house and living this comfortable life that people spoon feed you and condition you to believe is how you win the game. That's not the case, right? We all know this. We all subconsciously know this. The How you win the game is up to you. And again, it's unpredictable, right? Because you have to create the optimal outcome for yourself. You have to set a vision for your future that is winning the game. Your vision for the future is winning the game. That vision gets refined over time. It's not going to be very clear at first or at all. It may be just like a blurry thing that you popped out of your ass and put out there where it's like, I'm going to work in this direction and try to win the game. And then you learn how to play your own game that you've created for yourself. And then you eventually start to become more aware and let uh, these new pathways open by actually moving forward. You know what I mean? Where you're not going to get anywhere worthwhile unless you start moving forward. You don't know which path to take unless you've hit a fork in the road, right? Unless you are at that path to take. You can think about it all day and stress yourself out, but until you're actually there, there is absolutely no reason to stress over it. So not only is learning a way of becoming more aware and conscious of life itself, but it is a way along with that to uncover the depth and appreciation that life has to offer, right? By diving deep and learning about something and continuing to learn something, it's like an iceberg, right? I've made this metaphor before where everything you see is the tip of the iceberg, right? That's all you see. That's the materialist paradigm where it's like, I see a tree, I see an antique shop that my wife likes going to, but I hate going to because I don't know how to play the game and I don't, like, I'm not the one that's trying to actually play the game where it's like, what's the best price? What is... 
uh, the best antique here. Like I've been reading these antique magazines for the longest time and I know exactly what to look for. But then you, as the husband, you go in there and you're like, this is fucking stupid. Why, why in the world am I at an antique shop on a Sunday when I could be watching football? You know, the thing that I learned about and the thing that I sh can show depth and appreciation for because I love the game. So that just shows that one, closed-mindedness is not a way to live. Just because you don't know how to play the game doesn't mean that you can't play the game or that the game isn't enjoyable in and of itself. But that's exactly it. Open-mindedness, the willingness to learn a game and at least test it before you quit it is a very good thing to do. So now I want to bring up a concept to wrap this all together that is called the Life Enjoyment 5. Now. Uh, this is built off of many other concepts, so I just want you to know if you want to dive into these other things I would recommend reading The Art of Impossible by Stephen Kotler Specifically the first few chapters where he goes over the five intrinsic drivers which are curiosity passion Purpose autonomy mastery all good things intrinsic energy great thing to have and then flow by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi Which goes over his flow model which with the challenge challenge to skill ratio where if you're playing a game in this context, if you're playing a game and your skill level is too low and you're going against someone who is higher skill than you, you're gonna get anxious. You're not gonna to wanna to play the game because it's gonna take a long time to learn and get up there. But if you're playing someone at a similar skill level and there's a challenge there, right? A challenge helps kick you into the flow state. Uh, this is psychology. Uh, then it's gonna be much more fun to play because you're gonna, it's actually gonna be a battle. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna. Uh, be interesting because that's what stories are where there's the battle the climax that's when it's the most interesting that's when life has meaning in some sense when there's a push pull uh struggle success all this other stuff the you know what makes up a good story um and then the other thing with that is the uh challenge ratio which we we talked about just now so those two books are very good to go into as a primer to what i'm going to uh, talk about here because I built this on top of what I've learned from them. So the life enjoyment five. So in the life enjoyment five, there is curiosity, connection, consciousness, challenge, and clarity. Now these are in no exact order. They're actually very interconnected and they lap over quite a bit. If you have some of one, you may have some of another, you may have some of all of the above, but these are just good um, metrics to kind of uh, test your enjoyment or create enjoyment or gamify uh, everyday situations so you can enjoy them, right? And we'll tie this into the whole motorcycle thing that we talked about earlier, but I wanna bring back the um, topic of the antique shop, right? And treating it as a game. Because let's say you're the husband and you're watching the wife and you don't understand the game she's playing and you hate antique shops and all this other stuff. Uh, what she is doing is that first, she had the curiosity to learn about the antique shopping, right? She had the curiosity to educate herself and immerse herself in information related to those things. So she understood what was going on. She had clarity when she was, <laughs> see how these things are already tying into each other, uh, where she was curious. So she went into the antique shop and she had clarity or ordered consciousness of what was going on and she could navigate herself within that. There was no chaos in her mind. Right? She's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. She, that's not how she was, right? She could enjoy it because she had curiosity and she also had clarity. And now connection. She made connections to the things there where it's like, oh, I learned this thing 
in the antique shop book and now I'm at the antique shop and I see this, I'm like, oh yeah, that's connection, that's dopamine, that's pattern recognition, increasing dopamine levels in your brain. And you're like, oh, okay, this is a good price. Um, I'm, I'm winning the game here. She's not exactly thinking this, but this is what's happening is I'm, I'm winning the game. This is a challenge. Like I found the piece with the right price. It looks in mint condition. I could go and sell this. I could go do something else. You're making connections of what you could do with it, what you learned. All this dopamine is flooding your head and you're learning more and you're enjoying playing the game. Enjoyment, enjoyment, enjoyment. And, but now see, this also invokes a challenge of can I find the right price? Can I find a mint condition antique per se, right? And challenge is that what we talked about earlier, where if the skill is too high or she doesn't know what to look for, then it's just going to cause anxiety and she's not going to enjoy playing that antique shopping game of all things. And so consciousness, consciousness is pretty much like <laughs> diving deep, like in, in appreciating the depth that that game has to offer, right? Because eventually she could uh, become aware of or conscious of antique shows that are going on and she gets excited about it and she can't wait to go and just be in this huge room of antiques and start selling them or finding them and just taking on that challenge, right? And you can start to understand this from multiple different perspectives across all the veins of life. This is not only applicable to antique shopping, this is applicable to quite literally everything. Me filming this video, I could go into all of the Life Enjoyment 5 here, but I would encourage you to actually think about these things and how they apply to the things that you enjoy and how they could apply to the things that you hate doing in your life. Like if you hate going to a job, I, I talk shit about jobs a lot where it's like, yeah, you should work your way out of a job and do what you want. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the job, right? It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy every single second of your life. So let's run through these in the case of the motorcycle scenario, right? Because I've been paying very close attention to my roommate as he actually learns how to ride the motorcycle. And so curiosity being the first stage is we thought about it, right? That's what kind of got us into the game. That's what got us into playing the game of riding a motorcycle is um, what would our lives look like if we had the motorcycles? What new opportunities would open to us? And you can start to see where connection comes into play here where it's like, oh, we could go right up this mountain to this place that we've never been before and it'd be an entirely different experience, right? It'd be an enjoyable experience because you're kind of, you're. it's like we're going to the same restaurant, but at the same time, we're doing something completely different and we're excited to do that and it would be enjoyable. And so we were curious about learning the actual game. We started studying YouTube videos. We started studying, he started asking me questions because I was a mentor to him relating to this and I could educate him on what to do right. I could educate him on the principles or the fundamentals of all of this stuff so he could get into actually playing the game, right? The rules of the game. So now relating to clarity, it comes down to three things, which is structure, information, and surrender, right? Because you need to have structure. You need to understand what you're going to do ahead of time so you can actually execute on those things and you use information to fuel that, to gain clarity through curiosity, then surrender is kind of just like, shut your mind off. Shut your mind off and do it so you can gain more clarity and, and determine whether that was right or wrong thing to do. Once the skill matches the challenge, it's fairly easy to shut off your brain and click into flow state where it's like, I wanna do this. I know exactly what to do, let's do it. So we've talked about connection a lot, but it's the same story here where you're connecting things that you want to do. So once you understand how to ride the motorcycle and you understand 
you've learned enough to start playing the game and you start playing it and you're getting more comfortable and you're like, oh, I can do this now, right? Connection is really about opening up your mind to the potential of making those connections where uh, when you first start riding a motorcycle, it's like, I have no idea what to do. And you get on the motorcycle after you've learned a bit and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And you make a connection and it's like, oh, I can try this now. Like I can try this new thing that I've seen before, but I had no idea that it existed. And it's the same thing with like, uh, oh, maybe we can go ride up a mountain today and all of this other stuff that would be new to you or novel, right? Novelty is a huge player in connection and curiosity. And all of this stuff is that living a life of novelty, and I'm talking good novelty, not cheap novelty, is how you continue busting through levels, right? What's the next novel thing that you're going after that is new to you? right? Or else you're not, you're living in the same repetitive life of non-novelty. And I don't think anyone wants to do that. So the next one is challenge. Now, when Devin felt the challenge to go out on the open road for once, it was a bit, it set him off a little bit. It's like, oh, this is a bit scary, but you know, your skill met the challenge and that's how you solidify the things in your head of what you are learning. And that's what makes it more enjoyable because you are increasing these chemicals that are circulating throughout your body and you are genuine, genuinely enjoying your time actually learning that thing and eventually it just becomes more enjoyable over time. So now consciousness, the last thing, we'll be discussing this later on. Um, this is a very broad topic but you can start to see what I mean here because this interlinks with connection quite a bit where consciousness of motorcycles in general starts to open up once you actually learn and get started with this thing, right? Once you start playing the game, then you can start to become conscious of everything that composes the game, right? The systems. Um, so I could learn how to actually become a mechanic. Consciousness is pretty much like, okay, I'm conscious of this. I need to learn about it in order to become more conscious of it. And then that is like a continuing process unless you just stop playing the game altogether. So my purpose of all of this is to just show you that there are ways to enjoy certain things. If you like football and your wife doesn't, okay. If, you, if your wife likes antique shopping and you don't, you have the potential to actually enjoy your time. And now after watching this video, if you don't enjoy your time, that's self-imposed. Every single thing that you do not enjoy is self-imposed. Think about that. Because that's the thing. If you don't want to play that game, you can still appreciate it, right? you appreciate the game that people are playing where they learn these rules, they're taking on challenges, they're making connections, they're doing everything else, and they're thoroughly enjoying it, and I can appreciate that, right? I used to hate uh, football because when people would watch it, I wouldn't understand what's going on. Why would I watch football? Football is the stupidest thing in the world. I still don't watch football, but I can appreciate the people that actually enjoy sitting and watching the game with their friends, and kind of arguing or battling or obsessing over like what's going on there. That's engaged conscious attention that is going into those. Now, of course, there's other things that spark with that, but overall you can appreciate the game if you don't want to play it. And appreciation in itself is enjoyment. So that is it for this video. I truly hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check out all the shit in the description that is there. Um, free stuff, paid stuff, whatever it may be. I don't really have a call to action for the end of this video. But like, subscribe, and thanks for watching. I'll see you in the next one. Fuck. After recording the entire video, I didn't turn the mic on. Fuck. But I'm carved the fuck up, boy. Okay, let's go.